0: Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. What we attempt to do in the first part of the show is to explain to you what the heck we're trying to do and who pays for it. Victory of Sin is actually funded by an advocacy arm of St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. And what we attempt to do is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration and then make that transition back into the community. We do it several different ways, but certainly one of them that we're the most excited about is this radio show. And we've been doing this radio show for almost six years now. Uh, If you go back to the archives of KBXL or if you go to anywhere, you listen to your podcast and you look up Victory Over Sin you can listen to all those past shows. We have had state senators on. We've had a governor on. We've had all the directors of the Department of Corrections here in Idaho on since I've been released from incarceration. And we've had all sorts of people. We've had groups who support people coming out of incarceration. We have people coming directly from prison to the studio to talk. We even had one gentleman who was about to go right back into the prison, and he shared his thoughts before he went back into incarceration. So it is a good body of work that we're proud of. Go to archives and look it up. You'll learn something about the Department of Corrections if you do that. Uh, In addition to that, we actually do a PowerPoint presentation that we are happy to share with your church, your service group, your neighborhood association, uh, or your workplace for that matter. And we will come out and give you a 20-minute PowerPoint presentation. And that PowerPoint presentation is actually presented by a returning citizen themselves. So they'll share the information and then they'll be there to answer questions and help you understand that transition back from incarceration. Uh, If you've been listening to me over the years, you know that we've certainly grown in terms of our outreach and stuff that we do. Uh, We are now in two locations in the Treasure Valley. The main office for us is 3217 West Overland and that's in Boise. Uh, We try to be the spot for everybody who's leaving incarceration each day to come to that office. If you go there, we give you uh, some vouchers for clothes, we we'll give you bus passes, we'll set you up with the food for the first couple of days, I will connect you up with employment people who will help you as you go forward and blend into community. Uh, in addition to that, we've got the same office on a more limited scale in Canyon County and that office is inside probation and parole on Cleveland Boulevard in the city of Caldwell. So you can go in there and get the same services. In addition, if you are listening to me out there in the desert and you don't have someone that can pick you up, we will do that too. So go to your case manager and say, hey, I need a ride. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, Then one of us will come out and pick you up. And then we'll take you through the first couple of days in that transition as you go forward. You can find out pretty much all that stuff on my website at www. SVDPID.org. Click on reentry and you can find out all the kinds of stuff we do and answer any questions. At the end of the show, I'll let you know how to get in touch with me. And if you want to get involved in any of those things, we'll be happy to connect with you. I'm going to be right back with our guest. We kind of got a budding entrepreneur who's been in the system, has come out, and we're going to talk about his transition in just a second.
1: Idaho has an incarceration rate of 761 to 100,000 people, including prisons, jails, immigration detention, and juvenile justice facilities, meaning that it locks up a higher percentage of its people than any democracy on Earth. Compare that to the United States' 664 people per 100,000, Canada's 104 people per 100,000, and Norway's 54 people per 100,000. What about our parole system? In 2019, Prison Policy Initiative graded each of the 50 states for their parole system. Idaho received a grade of F. How do we change this? We need your involvement, and we need your story. More importantly, you must tell it. Your Christian voice can support the need change. Reach out to us and get involved. At the end of the show, Mark will share his contact information, or you can call the radio station, kbxl 941 the Voice and ask for links to Mark Rank.
0: Okay, I'm excited to uh, run across a gentleman that was referred to me by somebody in the system who thought highly of him. And so we talked and we've been conversing for a while, but I had never met him before. So we're welcoming him to the show, Jeffrey Epperson. Correct.
2: Yeah, thank hey, you. Thank, thank you That's for nice coming. Uh, thank you for having me.
0: We're going to call you from Key Design, and you're an advocate and a returning citizen. Yes. Is that okay to call you that? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, tell me a little bit about Jeffrey and um, your background, where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. Are you a native Idahoan? Or
2: I am. Actually, I, I grew up not too far from here, a little tiny town called Parma, Idaho. Mm. Yeah. And the furniture place, the, yeah, the ta- uh, I can't remember what that's called. Parma Furniture. Parma Furniture. I've been
0: watching that for years. You know right. the new. This is a rabbit trail that you probably don't want to go down. No, let's but go. The, <laughs> the, the lady who always said that she's been replaced by her daughter now. That's the daughter. Doing I've this. seen that. <laughs> yeah, so.
2: yeah. The Hilliards, I think, is <laughs> is, that the, their, is that their, their name? Yeah, we're growing up there, and we just gave a nice little plug. They did. Parma we great. They should
0: send <laughs> some money to us. <laughs> Give us some free furniture. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your background.
2: So, I grew up in Parma. uh, We were uh, a family. There's uh, 11 of us, including my parents. Wow. Yeah, big family. And, you know, the typical kind of family. And, you know, just a young kid getting in a little bit of trouble here and there, but nothing major. And then uh, at an early age, I got married, moved to Oregon, started a family. Yeah. And then, um, unfortunately, got mixed up in drugs.
0: Yeah. Do were you? Where were you in the hierarchy of the family? Were you middle? Uh, I the was the oldest, youngest. Or young. Like,
2: I was almost the youngest. I have a younger brother and sister. Jenny and Jason are twins. That I think they're about five years younger than me. Okay. And uh, so you
0: were left on your own to kind of find your own way at that <laughs> point in time.
2: Yeah, I definitely uh, got myself into quite the adventures as a kid. Good for you. Yeah. And so got married, started a family I have two amazing sons, uh, Michael and Cody, and then just kind of got mixed up in the drug scene. You know, at a younger age, I had, you know, drank a little bit, um, smoked a little bit of marijuana, and then it got pretty bad around 23, 24 years old and landed myself in prison mm-hmm. at 26 And the first time in, I did four years, and I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everybody, when they're first coming in, is freaked out, and you kind of learn that it's its own community out there, but a new set of rules, a new way of living, and you get used to it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got out. I never – I didn't realize the problem was me. I thought it was everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the people I was hanging out with. It was – it was anything but me, I was fine. And I had been given a lot of really good opportunities. You know, the Work Release really Center had a great job. And I, you know, within I think three or four months I had relapsed and was already on my way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it kind of went on like that on and off for, you know, 20 years. And this last time that I went in, I think it was 2017, I met a man, I met a a guy named Kelly Mm Zelvani, and a huge advocate for AA. Mm -hmm. And so I got involved and I worked the steps and it was incredible and it was life-changing for me. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was released around two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. I got involved in the community here of AA. I had a really good sponsor and uh, went to meetings and, so I when I first got out it was meeting after meeting after meeting because I needed that. I needed the support, I needed the community, I needed to feel like I was a part of because I think in the past I never felt like I fit into society. You know, I was I was different. I wasn't taking the time that I needed to transition. I would get so uncomfortable and then I would relapse. And So there's a
0: point is there a point though that where you could have figured it out and what can you pinpoint where that, that point was when you figured it out? Hmm. because that's changed. You're a different when I met you it was different. You, I mean we're going to talk about what you do. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur, you're coming in trying to help somebody else. that's where, that's how you and I met. Right. And so it was really changed. I saw somebody who was in charge of their life who really wanted to reach out and help people. Did something just click for you because I'm an addict too? I mean I'm in the right. same situation. Was there a time where something just clicked and that did it for you?
2: I you know I I wish I could say that there was a point that I was like oh this was the turning point for me it was gradual it just kind of slowly happened over time which I think that that's how it had to work for me mm-hmm. I needed it to be a process um, that happened and it really was about getting out and learning to be in a, it talks about being service of service to others mm-hmm. and. And making an amends for your Mm -hmm. past. And there were a lot of amends that I could make, you know, with the people that were still available to make an amends to. And there are a lot of people that I couldn't make amends to. And so then it was being doing a living amends. And mm-hmm. so that's helping others and reaching out. Well I
0: think one of the things that if you're listening to us as we're as you're driving around you're understanding, it's certainly everybody takes that different path to get to where they are and when they figure it out. I mean I was fifty years old before I actually figured it out. So I was a you know, a mess in terms of selfishness and self centeredness. So but it, sometimes it, we all take different paths. And when you're in the spot that I am where you see a lot of different people who struggle with this, it's always interesting to see how f- people figured it out because everybody wants to come to you and say, well, you've got it together. What did you do? It was just, yeah. oh, yeah, it was one, two, three. No, it's not one, two, three. And it's different for everybody. So if you're out there and you're struggling, you're on parole or whatever your issues are, certainly uh, understand that it's a path and it's the path you're supposed to be on.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I was looking back, I was scared to death to ask for help mm-hmm. in the, where I should have been asking for help. I, I was comfortable being around other addicts that were you know, not in recovery. And so, of course, I'm going to ask them for, like, what would you do if you were in my situation? And yeah, that's yeah, the that worst advice. Worse. And I, I believe that today the parole system has changed a lot in the last you know few years, and uh, it feels like a safe place to go and ask for help
0: I know they're working on that, and I think if again you go back and listen to the archives of the show, uh, it really has changed a lot in terms of what the department has. Has it changed it, where I want it to go? no, absolutely okay. not okay. it's it probably never will, but it also has changed for the better. I think. Josh has been on the show. Bree, is, Bree Derek has been on the show, and sh- she's agreed to come back on relatively soon again. Nice. But, uh, you know, it's they really are trying, especially at the top of the administration, to make things different. They're looking creatively to let more people get involved and... The advocate that I am, and I would encourage our listeners to do, is to as, money, as much as possible, people like myself and Jeffrey, who have been in the system, need to be back in the system, talking to other people, and that's very that's been very difficult to do okay. because of some legislative rules and stuff like that. But uh, I assure you, we're working really hard on trying to make that happen. And I mean, I now have a badge where so I can get into any prison now, but that's taken a long time to get that way, and it, there needs to be more people like us in yeah. there.
2: No, I agree. I uh, I stay in contact with uh, Mrs. Rodriguez, glady Rodriguez. Yeah, she's still there, man. She's amazing, yeah. and so she's, the, <laughs> she's um, the. She'll
0: love hearing that. Yeah,
2: she uh, and she is the program manager now. Correct? I, I,
0: I, yes, yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. And so she asked me recently, would you come back in and talk to, I think it was the other case managers that are there and let them know like what's your point of view and what could we do better, what could we do different? And uh, reluctantly, I have agreed to...
0: Good for you. Good for you. I think that's great. I didn't. I hadn't heard that your name was doing that. You're the. You at a facility that is so... It, it's hard for people to imagine, but there are like 2,400 people at that facility. Oh, wow. Okay. And so there are three program managers, and you just can't believe how much you're trying to get just small things done there and what it takes to make all that happen. So congratulations. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I appreciate uh, that. Let me know if I can help in any way, shape, or form with that. I appreciate that. I like, I like that. Gladys. One of my, uh, she's a she's a she's a piece of work. I like her. She
2: is definitely, she's right where she should be. I yeah. think.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think. Well, you're talking to me on a Christian radio station, so of course Gladys is right exactly where God's wanted her to be. So that's that's fantastic. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, so, so you came to me actually supporting somebody in terms of going forward to figure out housing for them, and yeah. talk a little bit about how that works. Or let's, Before we do that, let's talk a little bit about what you do, what you do for a living, because you're a success now.
2: I appreciate you saying that. So when I first um, was released, I was at a work release center, and I got a job at... All-American Publishing. Yeah, John Elliott. He's our buddy. John, he's amazing. And he is extremely helpful when it comes to people that are um, reentering into society. But also, he's now working a program where he's helping people that are still in. Uh, I believe it's over on the... Yep.
0: yep. He's got a new program where he's going to hire women to work at Building 21 at the yard. And awesome. he they transfer, I think, I want to say, at least 20 people every day from Sicky to his facility over there, across from on the freeway down on there in Boise. on Kendall, yeah, on yeah. Kendall, and so I mean, he's a yeah, he's a he's a champion.
2: Him and and Matt too. I definitely yeah. want to give Matt props. Yeah, Matt too. He I he was an amazing boss to work for, and he you know they they see the potential yeah, that people have and they nurture that. Like Matt was always purchasing books for me to read, and he said, you know, you need to know this stuff, and you need, and they get it that. When you're in, there's a, a stunting, I guess you would call it, that you need to do a little bit of work to kind of...
0: Yeah, Eric Erickson is a psychologist who tells you that if you kind of go into or you just didn't get a chance to grow through your developmental stages, if you yeah. will, and so as you're taken away from society, there's no way to mature, and so you almost have to go back and go through that process again, he would say. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot of sense to that in terms of what we, when we were incarcerated, we were just kind of put on hold, yeah. and we couldn't mature the way normal people do.
2: Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, and, I that, and you put it together way better than I could. No, have. no, no, you did good. And I think that Matt seen that and was very supportive, and um, they gave me all the tools that I needed to grow um, in their company, and I'm so grateful to have you know that opportunity. And then I moved on. I had already made plans to go back to work for Key Design Websites, which Tom and Sandy are a brother and sister team that own Key Design. They've been in business for over 16 years now, and they hired me probably six months after they had started. And it's an amazing uh, web design hosting company that is so great to work for. They take great care of their employees. And in fact, when I started with them in 2009, When we started our phone room, all we hired were people from the work release center. So Tom was, and in fact, Tom had went to parole hearings to um, help some of the guys that were there to speak on their behalf and say, listen, you know, this guy does this and this and this while he's at work. I believe he's changed. He's written letters for people. Like Tom Young is an amazing person. He's kind Mm -hmm. of right up there also with, you know, John Elliott and Matt and, Mm -hmm. and those guys like Tom has a great heart and is always wanting to help. And so w- when I came to see you and, and I was helping Mike mm-hmm. uh, Davis, he'd yeah. been released, and so I knew, like, okay, I'll just bring him to Mark. Mark will line him out. You know, it, it feels good to have that place to come, and I don't have to have the answers. Yeah. Like, you have it. I'll come and bring well, him there. Well, let me
0: put I don't always have the answers, <laughs> but <laughs> what we try to do is facilitate the discussion of the answers, and I think... What you're hitting on is if you listen to, we talked about John Elliott, we talked about Matt, we talked about your employer, all this working together creates this community yeah. that educates the Idaho about what, what happens when people come out of incarceration. And exactly, that's the exact purpose of this radio show and the work that we do. Yeah. I mean, I, I am blessed to do what I do, and I I am very excited to do it every day. But in reality, what I'm attempting to do is to have the person who's the Idahoan take a look at the correctional system and say, Hey, are we doing the right thing here with these guys? Because let me tell you, we're not. No. Okay. And we need to change it. And so you, the only way it changes is for people like Jeffrey, myself, and for independent people to ask those questions of people who can make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah, And so, and that's what you were doing. So I just don't want people to think that they can come to my office. I'm going to give them all the answers (laughs) because then when they find out, I tell them the truth. They don't like talking to me after that
2: sometimes the truth is not the greatest people don't want to hear that they no, want to hear what they, they want to hear they
0: want to hear what they want to hear i want somebody to fix it
2: yeah so uh, one of the other things that i did when i had um just shortly after i got out i worked i worked uh, in a housing place called victory house yep. and uh so we took people that were just coming out and helped them kind of get on their feet and i don't want to say it wasn't Uh, a halfway house really but it was just a home that we would bring people in.
0: I always remember having trouble putting a classification on it because you did so you took a lot of people out of county and you took people from the state and so I never really quite knew but I knew you were doing something you were out on Shinden Boulevard for a while now and weren't you?
2: It was uh, on Victory and uh what is that Federal Way yeah so kind of right there close and uh I met a lot of people and got a lot of resources doing that. And uh, Dana Drake yeah. is, I think, kind of the connector for you and I. Yeah,
0: that's right. Because she said, "Hey, this guy's great."
2: Yeah, she, oh, I think she's great. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, just awesome. And in and, and even if she can't help, she's great to just kind of give you that encouragement that you need to keep going yeah. forward. She's
0: another one of those. It's perfect in her role. Yeah, I yeah, agree with role. that. Yeah. So
2: yeah, being in that role was kind of a way for me to give back you know it's it's you know meeting the people that are coming out and just being able to be that encouragement and say listen i get it i've been there i understand where you're at i understand how kind of how you're feeling let me kind of show you what i did and you take from that and and create what you can do Mm -hmm. and um
0: don't you think that that is the way that we do two things. We accomplish what I'm trying to do in terms of educating people, but we also empower people to, as they make those decisions and figure it out on their own, that they become more powerful, they feel better about themselves, they stand a little taller and they say, hey, I fixed this, as opposed to just coming to me or to you and saying, no, go here and check this box, check this box, and you'll be okay. If you find that path on your own, yeah. It becomes so empowering. It becomes so enlightening that you can go forward and then help other people. Does that make sense? or is that
2: It absolutely does. And I think that was another thing that was different for me this time um, coming out was I didn't expect everybody else to do it for me. Yep. I wanted to do it for myself. And I realized through working the steps that I had exactly... Uh, Kelly used to tell me all the time, my first sponsor, you have everything it takes to be successful now be successful yep, yep, yep. and uh, and I have it's been great
0: well and that's a hard le- that's a hard lesson for everyone to learn in terms of doing anything that's difficult if it's scary or if it's something that you're apprehensive about I don't if I get up in the morning and I'm not doing something that I'm afraid of during the day, there's no fun in it. You've got to go forward and try to find out something that makes you feel queasy and go forward and then accomplish it. That's like, that's the way to, that's the way to live really.
2: Yeah. Like, Coming to your radio show. Like coming so. <laughs> on the radio I was
0: gonna, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring that up. Yeah. We were sitting here before the taping today and he's saying, this is going to be difficult. I said, no, this is going to be easy. And I'll be honest with you, it's been one of the best interviews in a long time for me. Oh, so you. that's fantastic. You've given me a couple other people who should be here. It's reminding me that Dana Drake, if you're listening to this, I haven't asked you yet. And you should be on this radio show because she <laughs> really has taken a job. And she's had it for almost, I want to say almost two and a half, three years now. And she's really transformed it and made it a, a very, very, very positive job. And she should be on here talking about it. So she's a nice lady. So
2: I agree. I I sent her, in one of the emails I sent her, I said, could you imagine if we combined our powers, the things that we could do? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I like her. She's
0: She's, she's okay. Nice. So, well, Dana Drake is the entry supervisor for the state of uh, Idaho Department of Corrections. And, Again, shes it's amazing. A lot of times I will run across crises and people are getting out of incarceration, mm. and I can call her at 6 o'clock in the morning and she picks up the phone. So that's amazing for a state employee to be able to take my call when we're under peril, and she has the power to fix a lot of that stuff. And so it's, yeah, I have a lot of respect for her. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We did all kinds of good stuff. Let's just talk about uh Briefly, your new inner, but do it quickly because we're going to run out of time here.
2: Okay, awesome. So about a year ago, me and my partner started uh, CJ Unlimited. And so working for Key Design and building websites and um, working with the companies that we do, I realized there was a huge need for somebody to do social media management, social media marketing, and a lot of business owners they build their website and they get it out there and it's like, okay, now what? Well, you have to drive traffic. You have to get people to get there. And how do you do that? It's through social media. And a lot of people are confused as to what do I do and what platforms do I use and how do I do that and what content do I put out and how often do I post? And so we figured that, you know, we kind of, it's, we figured out how to do that. And we're not great. We're not perfect. We're learning, but we work with companies and figure out like what kind of, content do they want out there and who are their targeted audience and we do a lot of research with the companies that we're working with right now and it's been fun
0: oh i I, am done same way i'm always playing around with all those things so it's uh i understand that and i understand the excitement of it so that's that's cool how does somebody reach you if they want to talk to you about any of those enterprises oh wow how should we do that?
2: Yeah. So just go to um, com. Mm-hmm. So that's key, like key in the door, K-E-Y, keydesignwebsites with an S.com. You go to the About Us page, and you can see everybody's lovely picture up there okay, and a there bio about them. You can meet Tom and Sandy on there, and uh, just really quickly, Sandy also does the Idaho Potato Drop.
0: Oh yeah, which so she's a superstar.
2: Oh, she is amazing. And I sent her an email this morning. I was like, "Do you feel like you can breathe again?" Because she was just overwhelmed. Yeah. She's amazing. I, I just, I'm very, very happy that. Tom and Sandy gave me the opportunity to come back and work for them again. It's been a great place.
0: Hey, listen, we have learned a lot, and it sounds like uh, you and I will be working together. This is good. I think uh, one of the great things about my job is I get to run across all these people and interact with them and hopefully change your guys' uh, impression of those of us who have been incarcerated. I thank you for being my guest. Thank you very much.
2: I appreciate you having me. Yeah,
0: no problem.
3: Through Jesus there's victory All the chains that will hold kept me locked in captivity have been broken by grace so free when he poured out his cleansing blood, motivated by his great love give me faith I need to rise above and sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin bringing peace to Strength and need to start again. I've got victory over sin. He gives me victory over sin bringing peace to the fight within. Give me strength and need to stay
0: Okay, if you need to reach me, I'm pretty easy to reach and if you need information about Jeffrey and you didn't get it, you can re- reach out to me and I will pass that on to him. Uh, you can reach me at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send me an email at systemicchangeofidaho. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, systemic Change of ID. You can even call me on the phone if you want to at 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over